0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS's this is awesome. PlayStation Podcast. This is episode 217. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash awesome, and visit us on Twitter at pssisisawesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchor list, underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at awesome at gmail.com most importantly. Don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. So you can go watch the show if you prefer over on a YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that. And for new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support our show at a one dollar level called the One and Only One Dollar Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash PS is awesome to become a one dollar patron and get a free die cut vinyl sticker and a shout out on our show. Jake, how are you today? This fine evening.
1: I'm okay. I did stuff today. I ate a fish sandwich for dinner. (laughs) It's not particularly agreeing with me, so if I immediately bolt out of the room, you'll know why. Fair enough. Other than that, uh,
0: I'm generally alive. How are you? Yeah. My my right arm is soaking wet still, so this is the only... Why don't you change your fucking shirt? Well, here's again. the thing. Here, there's a thing to it, right? So this is the only long sleeve T-shirt that I own, and I bought it at a Lucero concert, and I love this shirt, and I have it on, and I just so happened, as I briefly told you before the show, I, I had to change. I was talking about how uh, some some refrigerators have have the they're tapped to the water line, right? And most water lines are made out of metal. The ones, the main ones, you know, I know they have the flex water lines and stuff. But so the original fridge that we have with this house, it's like this little tubing, right? It's like plastic tubing and it's flexy and it goes down through the floor, connects to the fridge, goes down through the floor and taps into the brass water fucking line. And I'd imagine if that brass water line gets damaged pretty gnarly like you're gonna have to replace that whole water line and that would be a pain in the ass involve welding all kinds of shit that I don't want to do so the way they tap into it is they just take this little fitting and, and you clamp it around the water line and you twist and twist and twist and twist and it pokes a hole in it and there's a gasket around the hole and then it leaks water into the line that goes up to your fridge So our water softener kind of went shitty like two years ago and I haven't done anything to fix it. I just like bypassed it, not thinking like there would be like long-term ramifications or repercussions from that. And I don't think we need a water softener because we have city water and like the water is fine to drink because it runs through a filter and stuff. But like, dude, like there's all this like corrosion where that fitting connects to the pipe. That goes to our did fridge. Sea water
1: does not mean good water, just so you know.
0: I understand that. But I didn't think it would cause visible damage, and it did. So I had to go to Home Depot, and I found – as if like you're buying – as if you're just like outfitting your new fridge with this line, right? I just bought the kit. It was like $11, which actually wasn't bad. All I needed was like the fitting to clamp back in. But my big concern was was that little piece that you screw into the brass to tap into that water line is it going to match up? Have they changed specs since the the fridge was the, the original fridge was put in? Like the 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 standard, right? Is that am I going to be able to fit this in to the previous hole in the water line without it causing a leak? Or when I pull the former clamp off, is it going to be corroded to the point where I just need a new water line? I wasn't sure. So, needless to say, got it all torn down and the new the new clamp on with the new gasket. Ran the water, uh the flex hose down to it and it's working fine so far. It's only been a good three hours, but I think we're good. So I'll have to show you the pictures, man. It was gnarly. The first one was really gnarly. But outside of that, I just got a message from our bass player, Paul, one of my lands trying to record this weekend. He's supposed to go eleven to two tomorrow, Sunday morning, and he said that he's not feeling well. He's got congestion, he's he's not running on all pistons, pistons aren't all firing and he's going to take a COVID test when he gets home. Now, if Paul has COVID, I'm going to lose my mind because I think only four people have it in Meadville right now or something that are tested positive. I know the numbers are really, really low, but he does deliver pizza. So he could have got it from anybody. So we I just
1: have to remember that those numbers are probably low because people aren't getting tested anymore. There's free t- home tests. That's true. So, no you don't nobody reports whenever they test positive on a home test
0: that's true so we're going to not record tomorrow which sucks because it just slows this whole freaking process down and as you know, you know
1: you know we had basically the entire album for the flood done in the time it took you to record drums for this album
0: hey i i'm not going to argue <laughs> with that You know, I'm not going to argue with that. So what happens, uh, you can't expect all punk rock musicians to be as good as the professional musicians that are in the flood. So needless to say, well, the problem with this record is, is like, honestly, like drum tracking is tricky for numerous reasons. We were having problems with my interface briefly, mitigated that after the first session, but... There were just some other things that came up. Like, uh, Jimmy was really used to playing. Our last record, our second record, I think that if you looked at the tempo map for all the songs, it was the exact same. Like, it was like a 100 and, I don't know, 94 beats per measure or something. Like, every single song, every single song, like, Jim just operates at one tempo. Like, no matter what, he's just a one-tempo guy. And, like, so we've been trying to, like be very cognizant of that and have our third record be a little more uh, dynamic as far as that goes. So Jim had some difficulty because we would practice the songs and like, and then he got down and he sat with the click and it was like, K-k-k-k-k. and he's like, guys, he goes, this is going to take me a lot of time to readjust because I'm on muscle memory here. And like, so he had to like repractice a lot of stuff, but we got it. Drums took a while. And then bass is taking a little while. And it's mainly because Paul just is only available one day a week, if that. And then, you know, he also needs to practice his ass off. So Because a lot of these songs, Troy and I changed when we did the click tracks um, to make them better. And then not only that, like some of these we've only practiced like three times. Um, And they're just getting thrown, these songs. So it is taking a while. In The Flood, yes, we'll have a record done in two weeks probably which is going to be awesome because I can't wait to have a smoother process, but I'm real stoked about the one up my land record. It sounds, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited on these songs. Hmm. That out of the way, man, not doing anything. Uh, we got the stuff for our kitchen or, or sorry, psh, geez, why do I say kitchen? I go thinking about food for our bathroom. renovating that bathroom, ordered everything last week. We're going to go pick up a lot of the stuff tomorrow. The last thing we're waiting to have shipped is the bathtub. And so we're just going down that dangerous, dark alley that you've been down and we'll see how it ends up. I don't know. Uh, it, are you tearing the walls out or no? I don't think we're tearing the walls out. No, that's not the okay. plan. Then it, should,
1: then it should be easy. I mean, you just have to cut that bathtub apart to get it out and then. Right. You know, obviously take up. I, mean, I assume you're replacing like the, the tub shower and the toilet and the vanity mm-hmm. and you know, whatever the ceiling fan or whatever, maybe putting the
0: vent fan in, um, putting a new light in and then running a little electric with that. And then we're going to do, we're actually probably the thing that's most scary to me, cause I've never done it is we're doing tiled floors and I've never mm-hmm. done tile and we're doing tile wall around the tub. Make sure you buy the right
1: underlayment. Don't, Don't listen to these fucking quacks on YouTube and shit that say that, oh, yeah, you can just put tile right on top of the fucking wood underlayment that's on your floor. Okay. Because you need to buy – because – so one thing that's important to anyone out there who's doing (laughs) tile is that grout that goes around the tile pieces. Sure, sure. Is no longer considered – a waterproof like code in terms of waterproofing. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Cause because grout can leak if there's any little crack porous, in it yeah. or anything like that. So you have to have uh um the proper underlayment and you know make sure that like usually if you're doing a wall, you will probably end up pulling out drywall and putting under where the drywall was you'll put these special board like it's it's like a drywall but it's like foam it's not Mm -hmm. it's not drywall and that stuff is uh is rated for like waterproofing and all that kind of shit and then you like tape all the seams with special tape and stuff so that it doesn't leak or anything um i did it with my shower in in our bathroom and uh Yeah, we have we have a floor downstairs. We had a our actually the bathroom we replaced. The floor in it was tile, and the people that did it literally just glued all the tiles to the floor, (laughs) the wood underlayment, and then grouted it, thinking that that's okay. And then you know some of that grout around the shower and everything leaked. And so all the fucking floor was rotten, and I had to rip all of it up and fill all those mm. holes in and do all that shit. So it, no, I'm not going to lie. That board, it's like this orange board. I can't remember what it's called. It's called like a uh, Curdy board or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Um, Pricey. It's expensive, yeah. but it's fucking worth it. Yeah. So just – and you don't have a very big space, so no. it's not going to be that big of a deal yeah. for you. For, yeah, but, Just in uh,
0: case you're a gamer and you got to do this kind of shit. If you, just,
1: yeah, very just in case you listen to the podcast for video games and you want to know how to, very how to not fuck up your bathroom. I, you found yeah, the right podcast. So <laughs> I didn't – like I said, they just glued the tiles to the floor in my bathroom and I ended up having mushrooms growing out of my floor. Jesus. And that's how I found out I had to rip all my floor out that's and everything was rotten. so wild. So better safe
0: – then sorry. I agree. Now let's talk about games. Thanks for the pro tip, man. All right, well, let's get that. And now that's all out of the way, we got that small talk out of the way. The icebreaker's done. With some good news this week. We'll get to that. But first, I want to hear about what's going on that you're playing. I'll I'll lead uh, 65 hours into Horizon. Without spoiling it, I just finished the mission called Gemini. Freaking loved it. Thought it was amazing. If I wasn't entirely sure what was going on in the game because it gets a little technical, like with like the words they use and stuff and Gaia and, and Mephistus and all this different stuff. Um, I now have a great grip on everything that's going on, which is great. So uh, that was great. I'm 65 hours in. I'm almost done. I'm still playing on performance mode. And I will note that last episode, Jake, you and I had indicated we're going to agree on a PlayStation Plus game every month, and we're going to try it out for that month. And then the last episode of the month will offer a little bit of commentary, a little quick this is what we thought of it. This is if what we did with it. Did we play it that long? What was our impression of it? Was it a good game? Yada, yada, yada. Because it's an easy way for us to talk about a game that everybody who's listening will have access to if you're a Plus member, and we can all kind of go in that voyage together. So we picked Slay the Spire, and I'm playing it right now. And early chat, I'll just say that I like it so far, and then we'll get into it later. Jake, what are you very, playing? Yeah. Very cool.
1: Um, yeah, so it's actually interesting to hear that I'm farther than you in Horizon. You must be doing a lot, a lot more side content than me, or maybe you're just dilly-dallying a little bit more, but, um, I'm at like 54 hours in and I will probably have the main story beat in the morning. I think I'm on the last mission. So, um, it's, uh... It's awesome. I I really like it. And I can't wait to have the spoiler cast about it because <laughs> there are a lot of things that like like I I love this game, but there are a lot of things that just fucking annoy the hell out of me. Mm,
0: mm.
1: And like one of them, for example, and you know, and then we'll leave it cuz I want to leave something for the spoiler cast. I don't know about you, but all these games have day-night cycles and stuff. Yeah. Um, I hate playing in the nighttime. <laughs> and so <laughs> I – so, like, usually they give you an option. You know, talk about Skyrim or Fallout or this game even. They give you an option to, like, speed time up so that you can go to, like, the the, the wait till morning or, or do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, and Horizon gives you that option. But – one of the things that annoys the fuck out of me about Horizon is you can't just do it at any town or settlement or fucking fireplace. You've got to go to these specific like shelters that are out in the middle of fucking nowhere. To fast forward time, to sit on a goddamn brick and meditate or log and 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 pr, you know progress time. It's like why can't I do this in a village or, or in a, a menu town or or in a menu? Because yeah, photo like, mode. Why has do I it. have to? yeah, but like, as soon as you exit Photomo, it just goes back to whatever time right. you know you were at but the right? capabilities so, there. if Photomo can do it at any yeah, place. I, I i just i can understand them limiting it to a certain place, mm. but like like maybe all campfires you can do this at or whatever. but why, like these specific campfires at these specific places that aren't towns or like anything that you would naturally assume mm. is a place that you could like, progress time yeah i don't know like i i almost wonder if like they did this because there's some weird technical issue with them doing it in a town or something like they didn't want to deal with like because whenever you do it like the the it's almost like real time it passes but really fast you can see like the weather changing and everything like I wonder if they just didn't want to deal with you having to watch all the fucking NPCs moving and shit while it was going in real time or something. That's like I would I would totally be fine with it just fucking fading to black and coming back. And it's like, oh, now it's morning. Right. Uh, And to be, you know, just to be transparent with the audience, the reason why I like to do this is is for two reasons. One, Horizon just looks a 100 times better. During the day, like the way that the light, especially in the evening and in the morning, like the, the way that the ray tracing and the lighting and everything, it just looks so good. And then the other thing is that, um, the room that I play video games in has six giant windows. Oh yeah. And so when I'm playing at nighttime in the game, I can't fucking see anything. It's just a
0: glare on the TV screen.
1: Right. So I have to turn the fucking brightness up on my, (laughs) you know, my PlayStation and all this shit. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's whatever. That's a taste of what you're going to do. I love the game. With the The fucking story, though, the story is awesome. Yeah. I am so stoked about the story. I can't wait to talk about it. Anyway, so that's all I've been doing. I really want to jump into some of these other games that I have on deck. Like, I really, I really do want to try out try to play more elden ring mm. um i'd like to take a stab at uh cyberpunk at some point um and i still have those couple of uh, indie games that i want to get back to in infernax and uh Deedlit wonder village or whatever the fuck it's called mm. um and then obviously we need to set a time for us to start mass effect 2 yeah which i kind of figured could probably wait another couple months maybe we'll get in maybe if we do like we spread it out throughout the year all three games we could do the second one in like june or something and then you know the last one we'll do in like the fall before the end of the year yeah, or that's
0: funny because we were yeah. planning on doing mass effect 2 in march or april i think but it might get pushed out there's the problem just how is is every fucking
1: it. well every game that's come out in the last couple months is like there's all these games that we want to play but you they're can't, all fucking enormous yeah, like you can't I can't beat them in 15 hours. You know, I'm 50 hours, 52 hours in to Horizon and I've been like making an effort to play it more than I normally do just to try to get through it and uh and, I, like, I'm the type of person that, like, I
0: can't it's just – It's a lot of time. Think about how long 52 hours is. And I've got, like, 65. It's... Like, that's a lot of time. Think about how slow well, like, the it... clock ticks when you're trying to get out of work and you've got 15 minutes left and you're just like, yeah, it's taking forever. 52 to 65 hours. Like, that's insane to be in front well, of Well, Horizon
1: does plane. this thing, too, like when you beat a main mission. After, after every main mission you beat, when you go back to the base – you can, like, re-talk to all of the people uh, and, like, there's all we'll this talk, conversation. We'll talk chat. about that, yeah. And so, like – and I have to do everything. Every mission, every – I have to do every dialogue option. Like, it just might <laughs> – I'm not really OCD, but, like, there's something about, like – You don't want to miss something, right? That, like, yeah. I don't want to miss something, especially because the story is so well-written that I don't want – And the characters and are so good that I don't want to fucking lose something. And you're so, not going back to play this thing again anytime soon, so. No, I mean, I I, I have – I'm yet – I'm, I'm undecided. Whenever I beat this story, <laughs> I'm going to look at all the hidden trophies and see what yeah. it would take to get the platinum. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. But, uh, you know, after, if I do decide to get the platinum, after I get the platinum, I probably won't play this game again or won't play it again for a
0: long time. So put, not like, because DLC it's not out or amazing. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. If they do like another Frozen Wilds or something, you know, for like sure. DLC type thing, then I'll jump back in. But
0: cool. Well, enough anyway. about Horizon. Let's get on with some of the news, Jake. Like I said, there was some good news. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. PlayStation. The audio podcast is
1: available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show.
0: And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are
1: forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This this is is awesome. um, And I'm
0: real excited to hear what you have to say about Slay the Spire. So make sure you get that shit downloaded. Don't forget about that. First okay. news point. Returnal won best game at the BAFTAs, which is the British Academy for Film and Television Art. And I think this is the BAFTA's gaming, whatever it's called. So that's cool. So go go returnal. And I saw a blurb with the House Mark were saying, like, you know, I hope that it being offered as a free game for like the, the mid-level plus um you know we dare we dare players to come give it a try, you know, almost like antagonizing the players saying, "Hey, come on, come try this, we dare you so that's kind of cool, but yeah, good for them, I'm happy for them. They're also doing something really cool with and what we're talking about returnal, a fourth bullet point here on the notes jake um the new there there's a new update and it features interactive music now, most games, if it's not truly interactive, have the illusion of interactive music. Meaning that, like, depending on where you're at in the game, like what's happening to your character, the music will be dynamic. Um, Somebody, dynamic's a better better word than interactive. But I'm I'm saying like the, the music is interactive to the situation, like uh, what your character is doing. Cues different things. So with, with Returnal's new update with this Sisyphus one, where it's like a you're it's a, you're climbing. Um, additional instrumentation is layered upon itself when you become endangered um, and then every level that you succeed and climb to the next the soundtrack bumps up a semitone, so it gets higher in pitch which probably eventually just starts messing with your head like i could imagine bosses getting tougher levels getting tougher and like this just this music going and, and kind of peeling away and coming back depending on how where you are in relation to danger, but every level just getting higher and higher in pitch. I could see how that would be kind of wild. Um especially
1: when you get to the point where it's like literally fucking destroying your like, eardrums because
0: it's <laughs> like,
1: like I have a I have a hard time believing they let it get that out of hand. Yeah, but, I don't know.
0: But they took the time, apparently, according to the article I read in Push Square, they took the time to record the soundtrack in every in every different tuning um, every different pitch rather different keys so that they can do this now you would think that it would be a simple plug-in that would be like okay just pitch shift the whole thing up a semitone but they're saying they re-recorded it so I, I know a little bit about music and so do you so it's interesting to think that they actually re-recorded this soundtrack all the different instrumentation 12 different times in different keys to make this work i I don't know i don't it seems a little excessive, but I guess maybe in the way that they're doing this, it was necessary. So I just thought that was really interesting. I've always felt that music and games has been dynamic mostly, but maybe this is like a true dynamicism. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I, th- I think it's it's just an interesting way to this, – this instance in particular is just an interesting way for them to add – a level of immersion and tension, tension. the gaining of levels and stuff like that. I, I don't know that it's anything particularly impressive technically, mm-hmm. but like I think that it, you know, because like you said, games have had interactive music for 15 years. So I think that it's just what they're doing is something new in terms of them using it to sort of add to the the nature of you quote-unquote leveling up in this arcade mode, Mm. which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, it is. I thought that was cool. So I'm not a big race car fan or driving game fan. I do appreciate the games when I get to jump on them once in a while, but there are rumors regarding the latest Need for Speed game that they're going to be leaving the PS4 in the dirt, and it's going to be PS5 only. So... That's interesting. So I think that's a bold move. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's, it's time.
1: We're not quite there yet, but I don't know when the new needs, Need for Speed game is coming out. But if it's not coming out for another year or two, then fuck yeah. I mean, I would hope that, you know, three or four years after the PS5 launches, we're no longer making games for PS4. <laughs> Hopefully at that point everybody can get their hands on one, but I would assume yeah. they could.
0: Yeah, depending on su- the supply and the stock. And uh, apparently, Jake, this was really weird. That game, The Quarry, that I mistakenly said Gary Sinise was in, but but it was actually uh, what's his face, the guy from Scream, guy who plays Dewey. What's that guy's name? I can't remember his name now. David Arquette. Yeah, Arquette's in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I get them all confused all the time. Apparently, The Quarry uh, by Supermassive has a way for the player. To just sit back and watch the game unfold without actually playing it uh, so you can tell the game to randomize players choices uh, you can favor towards trying to save everybody or kill everybody and just watch it unfold just put the controller down and just watch it go that's interesting and I think
1: it's awesome I think that's that's one of those things where like if you could take the the stress out of it, but you know, cause th- if you think about it this way, like imagine if they had this mode, I think this is really cool. The more I think about it, imagine if they had this mode and it randomizes what the choices are mm-hmm. for the, for the game and you watch through the whole thing. Let's th- say it takes like, I don't know, five hours for you to watch the whole thing. It randomizes it. But then like the game, you remember how in Detroit they had that fucking tree that showed you all your choices oh, and all yeah. the branching paths you didn't take and everything. So imagine you do this, and at the end, it remembers, and you can say, like, randomize me a new path. Don't do the same thing. And then you could watch it again, and it would be a completely different playthrough. Like, it's almost like, imagine if you could watch a movie, like, let's say your favorite movie. I don't know, fucking, you know, The Avengers or some shit like that. But let's say that, like, you had the option of watching it again but the main characters did different shit in the movies, like because these, these these we're getting there. Because these, these games, they're like they're basically just movies. They're interactive movies. You get to choose the fucking choices and stuff. Yeah, but they're literally just interactive movies, especially the like super massive stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, man. I think this is cool. Like, I actually really or, like, like the this. I can definitely games. see myself yeah. using this feature.
0: Yeah yeah what's 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 concerning to me or weird to me and I don't know how they're gonna do it there still are like it's not just all cutscenes and decisions. it's like there is still like walking through areas and choosing like what area to go to first in a lot of these games. so the fact that you could do this in the quarry is a lot of that gameplay not in this game.
1: Yeah, but those parts are so fucking. They're not, they're bare. Like, they're kind of trivial. Remember, like, that shit in, you remember that shit in the, like, even The Walking Dead season one, one of sure. the best, you know, storytelling games of all time. Th- like, the moments where you're walking around as Lee and like doing all that stuff and like solving the mini, like the basic puzzles and shit. I mean, they could automate that. I mean, that, it, who cares? Do I mean, you think, think it's automated like-
0: or do you think they just skip by it and then it just shows you talking to, to Duck and his dad, Kenny? Or does it just show. And then it shows the next character interaction and the next character interaction. Or does it have the in-between where you're controlling the character to go to the part that shows, like, the, the dialogue tree? I want to know how they That's a do good it. Well. I don't know. I mean, I, I,
1: depending on how it's done in the, the actual game that you're – like, when you play it, yeah. they, they might even just be able to skip it. Right. Like, it, it might just be, like – there might be a cutscene where you, like, go through a place. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, e- even if they did automate it, but it's like maybe they change when it's in when it's in automatic mode. Maybe like your character is still walking to where they need to go, but maybe they automatically change the camera angle or something. So it's more cinematic. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be kind of cool. As opposed to like being behind you. Like, I, I think that would be really interesting, really.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see how they pull this off. I mean, I'm I'm the more I hear about this game, the more I like about it. Um, they're saying that it seems like a great successor to Until Dawn. Which was,
1: Dude, I was looking at the, uh, I was just looking at the, I must have just closed the tab. Yeah. So I was just looking at the website
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the quarry and like the, like the, the, ti- like the banner, the title banner they have on the page. It looks like the cover of a Friday the 13th movie. It's going to be fucking- great. Yeah. I, I think it could be awesome. This game's and gonna be I, awesome. I don't even really like playing these types of games anymore. <laughs> but
0: it looks like it could be really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. I mean I'm into what I've seen so far, for real. So, all right, let's move on to the next thing. This was kind of a, a news point that rocks at the gaming industry this past week. Remedy is uh, remaking Max Payne 1 and 2, and they've worked out an agreement with Rockstar. So I enjoyed Max Payne 3. Rockstar, I believe, published that. I don't know who made that. Rocks- Did Rockstar make Max Payne 3? Do you know? I enjoyed that game where he's like older and he's uh, gruff. I and think he's got he a just published it. I don't know who made it. It was good. I liked it. And Max Payne 1 was, like, a go-to game for me back in the day when I was a kid on PC. I loved that game. It's, like, the first game that introduced Bullet Time. It was, like... Yeah, mm. Rockstar made Max Payne 3. It was good. Mm. And, uh, dude, Bullet Time on Max Payne 1 just blew my mind when I was, like, how are they doing this? Like, you know, it's, like, a young gamer on a PC. I'm, like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the coolest thing. Like, you can slow down time and get, like, double headshots. Like, like doosh, doosh. That's, That was, like, the trope with Max Payne. That was it. Like, he could slow down time and do these insane dive maneuvers. I mean, you were always diving left and right in Max Payne and pressing the space bar, I think, to slow time down. You had a, a gauge, kind of like uh, in Red Dead, what do they call it, bullet, bullet mode, bullet time or something. I don't know what they call it in Red Dead, but you slow down time. But Max Payne was the pioneer of this. And uh, I'm excited to see what Remedy does with Max Payne 1 and 2. If they're doing a proper remake, I think they're going to be very awesome games, dude. Because it was always kind of gritty. Like, the Max Payne world was like, kind of dark noir, like... He was, like, a detective, and it was always raining, and they had, like, this dark, like, crimson voiceover, like, a cop on the beat trying to track down the thing. And there's, I think the first game was, like, in New York, and it was all these, like, mob gangster guys and stuff that you were taking out. And, like, it was awesome. So I'm excited, dude. I'm real excited for this news. And uh, I'd be curious to hear if the listeners have have enjoyed Max Payne or have even played any of the games. I don't think it's wildly uh, successful, but I think that the fan base is there. I think that the people who are into it are, really like it. So I know when Max Payne 3 came out, I got it day one. I was like, yeah, this is, this is full on. I'm doing this. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know that if I've ever played a Max Payne game. So <sighs> I'd be
0: interested in trying story heavy out. Yeah, very good. Very story-driven. All right. So, is it possible, Jake, we could be getting a Tactics Ogre game, a new one? I don't know. Apparently, a trademark was recently filed or something like that, and that's all that the industry knows. So, if you're kind of jonesing for a, a new turn-based RPG, kind of in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactics, which I freaking love, um, Keep your fingers crossed because it may be happening. I never played any of the Tactics Ogre games. If there's only one, I don't know. But I did love the Final Fantasy Tactics. So we'll see. Any any Hmm. comment on that? Would that be something you'd be interested in?
1: Uh, I would be interested in seeing what it is first. But I I love Tactics games. I'm just not good at them. And I usually end up bowing out before i can complete them Mm -hmm. final fantasy tactics has a notorious uh uh battle at the beginning of the game they have a battle at the beginning of the game that's notoriously difficult and it literally almost requires luck to get through Mm. and so it's a point in the game where like when people quit playing it's generally at this battle that's like an hour into the game or two hours into the game. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I got and I couldn't get through it and I was just like, "Fucking, I'm done. And, uh, but I like the game. But I'm not, the thing is, is that the only thing that could kind of push me away is that like, anymore, I'm not super into the whole uh, party micromanaging thing. And those games are heavy on that. Like yeah. micromanaging the job classes of all the characters, the weapon sets, the skills, all that kind of shit is very... Is very important. It's basically like managing a team in a sporting game, essentially. And uh, but like working with each player individually and all that stuff, making sure they're in the right position and they're fulfilling a role and all that stuff. It's really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I I, am excited for this for the industry and I would be excited to try it. But it's it would be a, a toss up whether or not I'd, I'd see it through.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. But, yeah, it is It is curious to see what the heck they're cooking up. Watch it just be like a mobile game or something. It's like the original, but now it's on mobile or something. I don't know. Anyways, be very Square Enix. Yeah. So CD Projekt Red, we talked a bit about them last. podcast about there possibly being a Witcher, new Witcher game, or that there is going to be a new Witcher game. We didn't know if it was Witcher 4 or what it was going to be, but they did confirm that they're using Unreal Engine 5. And uh, it seems that some people are concerned about this, while others are super excited. And in addition to Unreal Engine um, 5 being used, uh, a lot of PSVR 2 games apparently will be using Unreal Engine 5. So the, the reason that people are concerned, now I'm not a total nerd about it, is I guess that you can recycle assets and you know through through unreal engine or whatever so people are just concerned that like a lot of these games that use unreal engine 5 are all going to use a lot of the same art and it's like not in this fucking world they aren't it, unless you have like an indie developer using no. ue5 or something but i'm not worried about yeah it. i mean if they're worried
1: about people like like companies using just off the shelf assets. Yeah, Unreal Engine has always had like a huge library of like assets that are built in that you can just use mm-hmm. and nobody uses them that is worth their salt in game development. <laughs> so I don't know why they would think that this would be an issue with Unreal Engine 5. Yeah, I don't know. Same as it's always been. Unless there's something that I'm missing, I mean, there right. could be something that I'm missing. I know that there was some concern about CD Projekt Red switching from Red Engine to Unreal Engine 5 because of how fucking dope Red Engine looks sometimes. I mean if you look at like, you know, if you talk about uh, if you've ever seen footage of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on like <clears throat> super high spec PC running complete Ultra Max settings, it's <coughs> pretty me. fucking impressive. And, well, anyone who's uh, played the Matrix, that Matrix Revolution game. Well, well, that's the thing. Is it like, yeah, Unreal Engine Five is is also impressive, but like the thing that people need to remember is that now CD Projekt Red when they had all those bugs and all that shit that happened with with uh, with C- Cyberpunk, and if they switch to Unreal Engine Five. They have, like, the fucking guys that made Unreal Engine 5. They're paying them for support. So they don't have to figure out all these issues themselves. They have Epic to come in and be like, okay, we'll help you solve these problems. And so they're not, like, wallowing in their own fucking mess Mm. trying to figure out what's going on because it's their engine and they have nobody to help them. Whereas Unreal Engine 5 has literally the whole gaming community to help them if... There is an issue, so um, yeah, I I think that it's 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 interesting to see how many developers are deciding to go to Unreal Engine Five for their next game. Yeah, so here, so I found I I don't think it's a bad thing. It's only going to make fucking Epic insanely rich, but they're already insanely rich. Yeah,
0: and I'm going to name a game later here in the in the news feed, but I I just went to PCGamer.com. And they have an article up saying, you know, what we know about the first five, the first Unreal Engine five games in development. So, this was published, a kind of recently, March 9th. And so they're talking about like the first Unreal Engine five game that we might actually see in action. Anybody, not us as PlayStation gamers, but just in general, Arcane has a co op shooter called Redfall that's supposed to come out in the summer of twenty twenty two, and apparently that is going to be running on UE five um stalker 2 is going to be in unreal engine 5 but the thing is um i think that that, game might not come out yeah it might not come out for
1: a long time because of the ukraine right
0: i was going to mention that yeah so the the studio is based in kiev so i don't know but then we have senwa saga hellblade 2 for microsoft xbox that's going to be an unreal engine 5 game And then Black Myth Wukong, which I've seen a lot of stuff about this game. This game looks ridiculously awesome. I don't know if you've seen that game. Mm. And then, you know, we have some other games like we already talked about on the show. But there are many game studios using Unreal Engine 5, and we're going to see it. And uh, I'm curious to see what those games actually look like when they're done and how smooth they play. I think it's going to be incredible what we're going to get here in this generation for sure. So anyways, yeah, I'm let's, excited to see what it means. Yeah, yeah, me too. Dying Light 2, Jake, is getting new game plus. So you got to beat the game to get it. And apparently you can get it via a patch they're working on or it's already out. Just wanted to throw that out there. That's a relatively new game. Neither you nor I have played. I was, we're both kind of interested in it, but never really got to it. But I do want to talk about another Unreal Engine 5 game. Uh, Square Enix uh, announced that there's going to be another Tomb Raider game. And they're using Unreal Engine 5. So who's uh? Do, they
1: they didn't announce who's working on it just because I think Crystal Dynamics is doing a game with the initiative
0: with For My. I think it's so I don't know I think it is Crystal I I'd have to look but real quick and we can we can tap into that and look it up but what's funny was I was I was on Reddit uh Friday before work which was like pretty early and I woke up and I saw a post someone had posted on on Reddit on PS4 games or PS5 games or something like that. And it indicated that the director for the newly announced – they must they must announce who, who's who's making the game because the director apparently indicated that they wanted the new Tomb Raider game to move away from Laura's issues with her father. So I just commented on there just like I would normally and I was like, hey, you know, I mean that wouldn't be a, very hard to pull off because we've had her in Rise – or Tomb Raider, Rise and then Shadow – and when she started, she was young and kind of incompetent and got thrown into this violent world. And kind of we've watched her grow and we've explored her relationship with her father each game. It's like at this point, they all they got to do is make the game like two or three years in the future. And essentially she's worked out whatever issues she's had, you know, with her father, relationship issues, you know, and has, has kind of gotten past them. Right. They could take that narrative arc and she'll still keep the same Lara Croft that we've that we've been with since Tomb Raider rise and then shadow instead of rebooting this whole fucking thing for like the 18th time, like just keep it going, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to make it like a better wheel. Like that's all you have to make a better wheel. You don't have to reinvent the fucking thing. It's already out there. So that's what I liked about the uncharted games. That's what I liked about, you know, a lot of the last of us, it's a continuation of these characters. We've kind of grown with, why would they want to do this? all over again with Tomb Raider. Like, just make another one and make it make it good. So I posted that, went to fucking work, got out of work, checked my email. I had so many emails. And then that post that I posted had like one thousand upvotes. And then like it was like the best the best comment on this post about Tomb Raider. And then like I, I just couldn't help but like just see like how much attention it was getting. So like by that night I had like one point four thousand Upvotes. So my karma is just like through the roof on Reddit right now, which I think is hilarious. And then I tweeted yeah. a screen grab and I was just like, if only our podcast could have this kind of success. And everyone would get <laughs> to hear these awesome opinions all the time if they just tuned into their show. So very true. Yeah. All they got to do is tune in. I was thinking about capitalizing on my post and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, go listen to our podcast. We'll talk about this shit. But
1: I didn't. And then you'd get a 1,000 downvotes. I, I would lose all my
0: karma instantly. and say, You can't self-promote on here. You can't self-promote. You know, so anyways, I hope that people intrinsically maybe find it somehow. I don't know how they would. I don't have a link on my Reddit profile or anything. But anyways, new Tomb Raider game, Jake. Are you interested? Uh, I never played the third one. Uh, that was probably the least the least good, like, like, my least favorite. I'm not I'm not against it. I liked
1: so here's the thing. I thought the first Tomb Raider game, I liked how it looked graphically, I liked how it felt mm. when you played it. I liked Laura as a character in her development. I thought the story arc was stupid. Okay. So not not her story. All right. Like the story of like what she finds and solves on this island and how it turns into this weird fucking ghost story and mm-hmm. like all this dumb supernatural the shit. Sun happens queen at the and end. all that shit. And yeah, I know that like, yeah, okay, whatever. There's a bunch of super, supernatural shit that happens in Uncharted. Uh Uncharted. But it's like like an Uncharted one and two are the only ones that really have supernatural shit in it. And and those it's like it's like a side story, like it's not the story, right? The story is like the like the the real people and characters and their interaction and all this shit whereas like and then like there just happens to be when to go like yetis, and there just happens to be like you come across these fucking you know soldiers <laughs> that were exposed to this thing and turned into these fucking like little zombie things, but like. In Tomb Raider it was like you were working towards this supernatural event. It was you know what the I mean? focus it, of
0: the game. Right.
1: Right. And so so it just they lost me towards the end of that game. And the second one, I'll be honest with you, I don't even fucking remember the story of the second one. So if that tells you anything, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember still enjoying the game, playing the game. I just don't remember the story They're not
0: as memorable. I, I, I 100% will, can relate to that because I can't remember you talking about it. I can't remember the second one was. I remember the first one because of the Sun Queen and probably because I had the comic books and I remember reading those. The third one, I beat and played it, but there was a lot of input lag on the third one. I remember bitching about it and it ruined my experience. So um, – I don't know if they ended up releasing a patch on it or anything. I mean, in, in general, I like that game. It was an open-world game, though. It, they, they slowly were making this Tomb Raider game. The first one was more linear. The second one seemed like it was like, okay, we're opening it up a little bit. The third one, it was just like fucking all, I don't know, all no, you know, whatever the the word is for it. But
1: I don't know. I mean, it's worth noting that, like, Tomb Raider was had some good stuff in it, gameplay-wise. I mean... Uncharted 4 straight up ripped off the fucking Peton mm-hmm. from from the climbing axe from Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider. So like it's not that and, and obviously Tomb Raider ripped off a lot of the, you know, climbing and adventure shit from Uncharted. So like, you know, I think it's good having both of those. Series in the industry because then they can kind of compete and push each other. Now Uncharted is kind of on ice for now, but I guarantee you it's going to come back at some point. Oh man, I'm so excited when it does. You know, hopefully they kind of keep pushing each other. Now if Crystal Dynamics is not doing it, or if they are doing it, great. Hopefully they you know can can make a better story. But if they're not doing it, if somebody else because somebody they didn't make Shadow the Tomb Raider, somebody else did that. I don't know. You're right. It got passed off to somebody else. It got passed um, off to somebody else. Let me see. Well, my understanding is that it was it was a good game, but the story was kind of like meh, just like the other two, but like like the worst of the three. So, um, but I don't. I, again, I didn't play it, so I don't. I don't know. But this, if this does come out, it would be cool. I would definitely be interested. It's Crystal like, Dynamics this really, time around. Yeah, hopefully they they. It'd be cool if they do another game if they release, like, a collection, like the Nathan Drake collection, but, like, the, the first three Uncharted games. I think... Was, or, first three, sorry,
0: Tomb Raider games. I think that would be cool. Yeah, so it's it's Crystal Dynamics. Um, they they uh, tweeted or, or put a quote out that said, We're thrilled to announce the next Tomb Raider game will be developed on Unreal Engine 5. Are you an experienced developer in Unreal? Come work with us on the future of Tomb Raider.
1: You know what would be funny is if that game that... Crystal Dynamics is working on with the initiative is this Tomb Raider game and it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. That would be interesting. It wouldn't
0: surprise me.
1: I mean, the first Tomb Raider, was it the first or the second Tomb Raider? Second Tomb Raider was a timed exclusive on Xbox. A year. They had that shit on lockdown for a year. Tomb Raider 2. And I almost didn't play it because of that. Same here. They had not, it. not, not, not because I was against the exclusivity, but it's like the zeitgeist is over at that point. I don't give a fuck anymore, dude. I completely forget about it. Like, ga- like there's Ugh. so many games now that are so good that like if if I, if it doesn't grab my attention right away, I'm not gonna. It's probably gonna slip my mind, and I'm never gonna get to it. And it, honestly, like, I'm really worried that I'm never gonna play Cyberpunk. It's installed on my fucking PlayStation right now. It's good, but there's so many other games to play. And they're all so long, and Cyberpunk is so fucking long that, like, I just don't.
0: I don't. I don't. Have, I don't. I only have so much time. So anyway. Yeah. Anyways, new 2 Raider game. I'm excited for it. If it goes to Xbox exclusive, damn, it might be my jumping off point. I mean, I, I I'd be tempted to pick up an Xbox, man. And dude, I.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I know this is a PlayStation pl- podcast, and I do love PlayStation the most. But if if like you can get a deal or something like that, mm. like I I advise everyone if you can, if you have the means, pick up a Series S, which is the little baby console, the one that I bought. They're they're a brand new. They're three hundred dollars, but you could probably find a used one or something for a couple hundred bucks, or get one on sale for two fifty or something like that. And if you get that plus a subscription to Game Pass, you can play almost everything on PlayStation, right? But then but then there maybe is some stuff that, like, you want to see that Xbox is doing. Like, I'm super excited for Starfield. I'm a huge <laughs> Bethesda Game Studios fan. So I'm excited to be able to play that. And the other thing, too, is that, like, a lot of the third-party games that we get on PlayStation, they're, a lot of them are just, like, on Game Pass. So, and now... We don't know what's happening with Spartacus. Now, if, you know, when you subscribe to this middle tier on PS Plus, maybe now a lot of those third party games are gonna be available on that, and then you'll get the same op the same thing. And now you don't have to worry about, you know, the 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 magnetic pool of fucking game pass for all of these third party games. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, I mean, that's that's kind of what I do with a lot of the third-party stuff is that, like, if I don't – if I'm not, like, committed because of trophies or something to play it on PlayStation, I have a Game Pass subscription, and I, it costs me $0 to pe- play it on Game Pass. So why not just play it there? And I can still talk about it because it's still relevant to the PlayStation audience because it's third-party. So, um, you know, again, like, I don't think that, you know, people should – I, I still think the PlayStation is the better platform. I still think it has the better games. You don't owe I still think either company an allegiance.
0: You know. What's that? I, I said no one owes Sony or Microsoft their allegiance. That seems ridiculous. No, and I'm just I'm
1: just you know, I'm just I'm I'm speaking from the perspective of a co host of a PlayStation podcast. Right, 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 right. That like I'm not saying that my focus is shifting to Xbox. Well, I'm saying for the listeners,
0: right? Like, they shouldn't feel like they're betraying one over the other. Like, if you want to have both consoles, get them both. You know what I mean? Like, if you can stand the benefit from it, you don't owe Sony anything, and vice versa. Dude, these companies don't give a fuck about you. No, they really don't. So, they're just making billions
1: and billions of dollars a year. They don't give a shit. So, you shouldn't, like, Go to war over which console is your favorite. Just go where the the, go where the deals are. Like go where you like to play. And if something makes more financial sense, especially like if you don't, you know, you lost your job or something like that, fuck yeah, dude. Get on eBay, buy used Xbox One, and download fucking Game Pass, and you can have all the games you want for you know fifteen dollars a month or whatever the fuck it is. And now maybe with PlayStation Now Plus Edition or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. PlayStation Now PlayStation Plus, what the fuck? It's PlayStation Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation Plus, which is, you know, taking over PlayStation Now. Uh maybe it's going to be the same on PlayStation. Now, obviously there's not going to they're not going to have day and date first parties like Xbox does and there's there's going to be some discrepancies there like with backwards compatibility and shit like that. And they did come out and say, I don't know if you saw this, Fred. They did come out and say that they are working on ps3 backwards compatibility that's cool and there are some rumblings out there that like it's it's not like they they are actively working on it and they've been working on it for a while the problem is is that because of the way that the cell processor was made they almost need to make an emulated version of every single game individually they can't just make one emulator and run any game on it like you would a super nintendo emulator or something like that because of the way the cell processor worked, different manufacturers they um, you know maybe utilized it differently or whatever. So it's uh, it's a little bit trickier than people make it out to be. But that doesn't mean that they can't do it. So anyway, we got all kind of off track there, but uh, yeah, Tomb Raider,
0: <laughs> Moss Book Two received an eight out of ten on Push Square. I really want that game. I haven't bought it yet. That dude, I hope. I'm going to be, sorry to cut you no, off, but I'm
1: actually pretty fucking stoked for the new PSVR, the PSVR 2. The more I, like, read about it and, like, hear, like, it's really good. It's going to be awesome. So I'm going to be probably trying to get that day one if I can. And I don't know that it's going to be a simple thing, but I hope they port Moss 1 and 2 to PSVR 2. Because I really want to play them in Blood and Truth, but not enough to get my, but not enough to get my PlayStation Four and my PSVR out and all that stuff. Dude, so, Blood and
0: Truth, Moss, freaking Astro Bot, whatever that game was, Rescue Mission, Rescue Mission, yeah. There's some good ones. There's there are some yeah, so, really uh,
1: good ones. And so I, I, that was I know I saw that was the end of your list. I have a couple other news points if you want yeah, me to come go out, for it. Yeah, thank you. Some stuff out. So. Um, This is, I guess, a little bit more like I find this funny from just like a like a universal perspective, like a situational perspective, not because I have a political view one way or the other. So Activision Blizzard announced I don't know if you saw this or not. They announced that they're all remember. You remember there was this thing with the QA testers of Raven doing like a walkout. Because Vaguely. they like walked out yeah. because because they were like – their jobs were being eliminated mm-hmm. sort of randomly and all this kind of shit and people were being laid off and stuff. So they say just walk out then. And sense have started like sort of organizing for potential union in like the, the Raven branch for the QA test. Right. So recently, Activision Blizzard announced – That on third this past Thursday, they announced that all of the US-based QA testers for Activision Blizzard are now going to be full-time employees, no longer they're going to be contractors, and they're raising all of their wages to a minimum of $20 an hour, (laughs) which is fucking awesome. But here's the thing. This is true for everybody except Raven. So... (laughs) And, and here's the thing, that's at face value, you hear that and you're like, oh, that's fucking shitty. Yeah, right. Activism activision's being shitty. But now I'm sure that they're not like they're not trying uh. to get around this at all. But legally speaking, they're doing the right thing. Because the National Labor Relations Act does not allow a uh an employer to give benefits or pay raises or anything like that to a, an organizing union in order to persuade them to vote against a union. (laughs) So because the QA testers in Raven are organizing and negotiating a possible union, Activision Blizzard can't give them the full-time benefits and pay raises that they're giving everybody else and it's funny because raven is organizing for a union because activision didn't do this shit originally
0: so like so everybody in, else who didn't didn't jump in on this union thing is going to reap the benefits of the people who fucking started the fire
1: right it's and ridiculous. so it's ridiculous so like i'm not laughing like
0: the org- at the the misfortune well that's what i'm
1: saying it's like it's, it's situationally like, funny like it it it's and I'm sure that Activision Blizzard is is sort of like laughing while they're doing this because it's not like they're le- it's like legally they can't do this. But and I have a hard time believing that they're doing this. They're, they're like full time and pay raising all of the other branches of Activision Blizzard just despite this one place. Yeah, there's no place. way that's happening. Yeah. There's no way they're doing that. But it's just situationally it probably it probably, you know, sort of put a smile on some boardrooms members face, which fuck those guys, but it's just situationally it's, it's kind of, it's kind of goofy and kind of no good deed goes unpunished Jake. Right. And the thing that's so, and then the, the, uh, so the game workers Alliance, who are the ones that are trying, they're trying to get like the union put together for Raven Mm -hmm. or whatever. They're, you know they're, they're, they're saying that that Activision is being malicious mm. towards them. And so and this is what I'm saying is that I, I don't I doubt that Activision is going out of their way to circumvent this National Labor Relations Act to try to get the employees the money and benefits that, that they're giving everyone else or whatever. But like at the same time, if it's the law, it's the law. Hopefully, so, they uh,
0: they come to an agreement and then retroactively pay them for their missed wages.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, if if they come if they come to a labor agreement well, and it, they unionize, right? then it would all be under the union. Like it would be the union contract, which would be what right. would be what they would be under. It wouldn't be under the the yeah. uh, stipulations that all the other branches are getting. Yeah. So
0: I'm actually um, part of a now, union, so I understand how unions work for sure.
1: Right, right. So it's, uh, it's interesting. I'll be interested to see how this plays out. And if it actually, if it goes long enough, it's eventually going to end up being Microsoft's problem. It's wild. And now, if assuming that the deal goes through or whatever, but like, it could be, you know, it's possible that the, the guys in Raven could just say like, okay, they could vote down the union and get right. these benefits. Or, but it's like, do they want to take that risk? Like, cause, cause Activision could theoretically turn around and change things again. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. This is a very weird sort of thing that's happening. It's I just, piv- that, it's I, I thought that was time. a really interesting story. Yeah. It's a pivotal time. So, um, the, uh, so the couple other things, one was, uh, you know, we've talked, we talked here a little bit. Not a lot about the whole Ukraine thing and how shitty it is and all that stuff. Um, So, you know, not speaking politically about Ukraine, but it's getting fucking worse every day. But go ahead. So, so, well, yes. But as part of this, Epic decided to do a fundraiser Hmm. to give money for humanitarian relief efforts in Ukraine. Okay. And they, they raised – so Fortnite players have raised $150 million Jesus. in relief efforts for Ukraine. And so so here's what's fucking crazy about this, and here's why Fortnite will never die. And I'm just telling you this right now. Epic Games recently – this, and this is from, from VGC, Video Games Chronicle. So this is what they're saying. Epic Games recently committed to donating all of its Fortnite proceeds for a two week period to support the people affected by war in Ukraine. So what this tells me is that Fortnite made one hundred and fifty million dollars in two weeks.
0: That's fucking
1: insane on like microtransactions and like
0: shit like that, the game's free to play. Well, it's no wonder, right, that the companies push for this shit.
1: So let's just do – here. I'm going to pull up good old Windows calculator here. 150. 150. Here. So 150 divided by two. So that would give you how many? $75 million in a week.
0: 75.
1: Times 52 weeks. So that is $3.9 billion a year that they make on Fortnite. Sounds about right that's awesome. I mean, I mean, it's, it's awesome in like the, the universal the sense. Like it's, it's yes. Like, it's not that, like, I think it's rad. That's that a lot. Fortnite is, is a thing, right? It's but staggering. It, it's staggering. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, but I thought that was kind of, that was kind of interesting. and And it's really <sighs> great that they're now they can afford to do this, obviously, but it's really great that they're giving that much money to help the people that, are being totally fucked in Ukraine right now. Mm. So like, like there was just recent, like I just saw that there was just recently like a fucking train station bombing and shit like that. It, it like, it's just shit is going to hell, like has been going to hell over there and doesn't seem like it's letting up anytime soon. So that sucks. And I hope this gives them a little bit of, a little bit of help.
0: Yeah. Um, the last it, thing, man. and this is
1: more of just a, this is just more of a curiosity than anything is that, uh, there some five minutes of gameplay leaked from that game multiverses. You remember this? It's like the WB fighting game. That's like all these random, like Scooby-Doo characters and game of Thrones characters and all this shit. And, uh, dude, I was watching the video of this gameplay. It looks fucking awesome. It looks literally like smash brothers, (laughs) but it's fucking shaggy and Batman fighting. Like it's, I mean that's not what the the video I think is uh, the I think it might be somebody from Scooby Adventure Day. Time or something and uh, yeah I don't know but it looks it looks really cool like and the backgrounds are are like they look like really cartoony almost like did you ever play any of the two D worms games like Worms World Oh Party God or a or long Armageddon time ago yeah like so do you remember like how how those like how the levels were sort of painted yeah, in yeah. like this really cartoony fashion. Like the level that they show in this leaked footage kind of looks like that. It just looks really, it's very WB. You know what I mean? Like it, it so I'm, I'm actually excited for this game. I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I'm excited to see how it turns out. Cause it looks really fun. Happy that it's happening. Yeah. Because like, I, I think the only, to be fair, the only smash brothers game I ever played was the very first Super Smash Brothers game. Mm-hmm. And that was for Nintendo 64. But other than that, I haven't played one since. I played, you know, the only other character fighter that I played was uh, uh, PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah, And I really liked that, but it wasn't the same as a Super Smash Brothers. But this looks pretty fucking interesting. So I, I am kind of interested to see, because I'm not the type of person who's going to play the the regular fighters you know like i'm not like i'm kind of i don't i can't really do like the street fighters and shit like that anymore i just don't like the control scheme and all that but i could see myself wanting to play a platform character fighter Mm -hmm. like this again like i think it would be like they're they're fun i'm not gonna lie they're fun to play even by yourself but they're more fun to play with other people
0: yeah yeah cool
1: so that was all I had. I just thought it was a couple of interesting no, things that to very, talk about. Thanks
0: for, thanks for uh, sharing that stuff with us that you dug up. And, uh, yeah, man, that, that's – I like those fighter games, like you said. I uh, They're kind of like easy to hop into and hop out of. You don't have to be amazing at them. You can just like dick around in them. It's fun. Um, new games coming out. Some of these we talked about on the last show, but they didn't have these posted. So I just pulled a couple – so April fourth, we got Burger Break head to head. April fifth, Legal Dungeon, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I talked about that. MLBD Show twenty two. Talked about that. Replica. April seventh, Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamers Edition. Is Esc- I don't know what that is. Uh, Lucky Tail on PSV. Lucky's Tail PSVR. One hand clapping PS5, PS4. Outbreak: Contagious Memories. PS5, PS4, Road Maintenance Simulator, PS5, PS4, Slipstream on PS4, Whiskey and Zombies, PS5, PS4, and Z-Warp on PS5 and PS4. And April 8th, Clay Skeet Shooting, a game called Lake, Pity Pit, and Wild West Crops. Now, I did see, I mean, they're getting out of control with the sim games. But I I saw this one and I was like, I I'd probably like to play that. It seems so stupid. Do a road Maintenance simulator? No, that was that was kinda a little bit out of left field, but they have a uh like a yard, yard mowing simulator. Oh, lawnmower simulator. Yeah. yeah. Lawnmower simulator. I, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? That would be kind of fun, actually. Dude,
1: my understanding, I haven't played it. <laughs> but I don't know if you've ever actually looked into Farm Simulator, but it's fucking insane farm it's like simulator GTA. i have yeah well that was a plus game for a while i was yeah. it i didn't play it but I've i did. heard it like the new farm so simulators confusing. you can like get guns and shit and like i i, I don't understand like, how is this a farming game i don't really get it but like you can go fishing and stuff like yeah fuck i don't know i guess that's cool like, you can drive a tractor around and then go hunt shit i that sounds actually really fun but it's a little too casual for me i mean i guess it's pretty hardcore mm-hmm. but like a lot of guys stream it Cause they think it's like, it's a, it's, I guess it's apparently, it's a pretty fun, funny game to stream. Well, um, they have, those- I did look a little bit at, I don't, I didn't look at the yard mowing one yeah. at all, but uh, I did just for fun. I just Googled the road maintenance simulator. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is like, <laughs> this is like basically being PennDOT guys. And like, it looks so bad, dude. It I mean, pretty it, bad. it just looks just fucking bad. Well, I, like I don't, the, I don't really the
0: truck driving simulators, I guess people will stream those.
1: And Yeah, the, like the truck driving one and like the the um the train simulator too. Yeah. People like that one too. Like where you drive a train.
0: Can you imagine the just like the, being the truck driver simulator that like you can't speed, you can't you just have to get on the highway and just drive? So like oh, well I'm gonna take the off work today and just uh drive uh down to San Antonio real quick. Drive the big rig <laughs> on the PlayStation. station six and a half hours later. <laughs> I'm taking the exit now. It's like you (laughs) ride the city and then you fucking have to back it up and you fuck it up or something. And then, you know, you damage the goods and then it's like, uh, no, you failed. Game over. Oh, God. Yeah. I I guess it's pretty realistic when it comes to like the drive times and stuff on those games. No, thank you. That's wild. Yeah. Well, it's been a pretty tame podcast today, this weekend. Um, Thanks to all the listeners for tuning in, as always. I tried to get permission to put a song up. The end of the show. My my friends play in a band called Signals Midwest. They're actually kind of signed, and they have they have really good um, distribution, and and they they've made I guess I should say bigger strides in the music industry than I've ever been able to. But my buddy Ryan plays in the group, and uh, they just put a record out, and uh, the record's called Dent D E N T, and they're called Signals Midwest. And I wrote Ryan and I was like, yo, dude, like, I don't know, like, what would happen. So I'm going to ask, like, can I put one of your tracks up? Because you can stream it all online for free, Um, you know, and he didn't get back to me yet. So if if he gives me the green light, maybe next episode, I'll put a Signals Midwest song on. In the meantime, go check out their new record, Dent. They're good friends of mine. Good friends of one of my lands. And uh, they, they put out a really, really good record. So you guys should check that out but i don't really have anything else to add to the show um just kind of excited to get back up there and i, I don't i don't know if i'm going to try to beat beat horizon i probably should try to do that i'm i'm i want to jump back in and slay the spire i really do it's it's got its hooks in me and i we'll talk about it more at the end of the month but i don't know jake do you got plans anything you want to do uh before we close out anything you want to talk about Um, I don't,
1: I don't know that I do. I I am excited to finally, excuse me, I'm excited to finally finish up Horizon. Uh, Like I said, I love the game, but uh, I want to move on to something else. This is the thing that just really bugs me about these big games. Mm -hmm. Is that like, yeah, I know some people can finish fucking horizon in a couple weeks or whatever but 32 like
0: two hours or something
1: you know i can't like a, a game that takes me 60 hours to beat i mean that's like that's like a two-month endeavor for me mm-hmm. so you know i'm looking at an average so like if i average one hour a day which isn't uncommon for me i usually play more on the weekends that's like a two-month endeavor and you know you get a game like. Like I'll be honest, one of my favorite games of P- the PS4 was Persona Five, and I played it twice. That game's a hundred hours long. Like when I when I sit yeah. down to play that game, I mean that's like a that's a two or three months I'm fucking playing a game. Yeah. So and just for the sake of the podcast and stuff, I like I wish I could be a little bit more able to multitask games. That way I could commit more and be able to you know contribute more to the podcast and what's going on yeah maybe i'll try to do that a little bit more i just like i don't know what it is i don't like playing more than one game at a time like i like to be able to focus on a game and not like go to another game that's got different controls or this that or whatever Or, or like if i'm doing it it has to be something like like whenever I was, like I was playing Horizon and then I was out of town and while I was out of town, I was playing like mm. these arcadey games that have like no story because, or playing something on my Vita or whatever. Or something and that's I could jump back on my Yeah. I could jump back on my PS5 and I'm playing Horizon or whatever. And that's, that works for me. But, uh, dude, Sarah's been in the, has been playing Minecraft. Oh really? And like nonstop on her <laughs> oh. iPad of all fucking places. She's like here, she's like here uh check out you know she like of course she did you know what all adults do whenever they play minecraft they build something familiar to them so she's like oh i'm gonna build our house in minecraft yeah I'm like, right. okay cool you know she's like building the house or whatever and i'm like helping her how <laughs> like she can do it a little bit better and stuff like that that's and, cool and uh and then she's like trying to make her dorm from college yeah. she's trying to like build it which is like huge recreate it and yeah. uh but she's playing it on her iPad and she's always like here check this thing out and so like she gives me the iPad and I like fly around to like look at what she's been mm-hmm. building and stuff dude it sucks the control sucks so bad
0: get her a controller and, like, for the iPad can't you can't you sync up bluetooth controller to that i you
1: probably can i even think about that i could probably get her a dual shock 4 but she can't do the she can't do like the look controls yeah. on a controller right, right, right. she doesn't know how, so like for her it's easier to use the iPad controls than it is yeah. to do like the 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 twin stick controls
0: yeah
1: but uh yeah i uh i always like fuck up her levels when she gives them to me but uh (laughs) like but uh but she's been really enjoying it that's good you know i i i would love to be able to do something like that like i wish i wish i could just pick up and play some other games but yes no i don't have anything other than horizon going on as soon as i beat horizon I'm pretty sure I'm going to jump back into Elden Ring mm-hmm. and try and play it a bit. Uh, I might be able to play that game while I'm playing something else just because I just, it might just be like too much for me. But uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do either cyberpunk or uh, I know that, um, you know, dead. I- we talked about not dead Island dying light, which would be interesting to play. Uh but it's another fucking open world game. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. If if there are any listeners out there that have any suggestions for like bite-sized games. Slay the Spire, dude. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'll try it. I I mean I'm gonna try it for
0: the podcast, so maybe I'll pick it up. You should try it sooner than later because I think you're gonna like it. And I think it's gonna fit exactly. You could do Elden Ring and Slay the Spire or Horizon Slay the Spire. It's a bite-size you know, twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and you're gonna die. And then it's kind of like one of those games that we can't stand, but it's not in the same regard. We'll talk about it. It's it's done very tastefully, and uh, it just scratches an itch for me. I'm like, oh, the last thing I'll say.
1: Anyone out there? This is completely unrelated to gaming. Oh God, here we go. If you are a whiskey drinker, yeah. Specifically a uh, bourbon drinker. I found this new type of bourbon that I really like and I found it in Greenville and I don't know if there are, I'm sure they have it. They probably have it in Meadville cause they have way more, but um, there is a brand of whiskey that, that's in a really cool bottle. It's called Yellowstone select and it's like a really old-timey bottle. And it's actually relatively inexpensive. It's like $30 for a bottle of it or mm, something, mm-hmm. which for whiskey is not that expensive. And uh, it's really fucking good. So just throwing that you out Just like That's my last thought of the podcast. All. I, I mean, I do like the packaging. <laughs> but I, I like to think I'm not, I'm not like one of these fucking guys that are coin, like connoisseurs or whatever who can pick out all the little notes and the fucking flavors and all that shit. But – I think I have, a, a, like, a more discerning taste for whiskey than most people mm. just because I've, I've had so much of it. And uh, there's something about – like, I, I, I don't love uh, – I like bourbon, but I don't love a ton of it. But there's a couple that I've had in the last year or so that I think is really fucking good. One of them is this type called Penelope, and the other one is this Yellowstone Select. So Very if good. you are a whiskey drinker listening to the podcast – Give it a try.
0: It's good. Fair enough. I like it. I like it. And then on a closing note, back to games real quick. I was having a conversation with LJ, longtime listener, Patreon supporter, and uh, he he had indicated that. Well, I was telling him I had like sixty hours in, and uh, his response was a good one, and it was a good reminder for those of us who are feeling like the game's a little long. He said that he was trying to change his perspective. Because we've waited, and he says, more so you than me, for Horizon for a long – for so long, and they gave us a fantastic sequel. So I'm going to enjoy it rather than wish it away. So – and I 100% can appreciate the sentiment, and though I am ready to finish it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not I'm – not, I'm not wanting to wish it away or whatever, and I may actually start playing Out in Ring. Mm. Like if I decide to do the Platinum – I may start playing Elden Ring and then just jump into Horizon to do like things, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Platinum. Like yeah. oh,
0: the upgrade the armor
1: because like it's just, you know, I don't know about you, but I get to a point with open world games where certain things just become tedious to me. Yeah. Where it's like something where like, oh, I've got to chase down like the other day.
0: And we keep talking about fucking Horizon, but, but like. We might we as well not do even good. do a spoiler cast at this point because we've but talked like, about this game so fucking much. It's all we
1: Go ahead. I wanted to upgrade one of my arrow pouches and I had to hunt owls. Oh. And you know how long I fucking hunted owls for? Yeah,
0: too long. Because, like, you. <sighs> They should have a mode. They should have a mode where, like, you get to make the animal noise into the mic on the controller, and if you get it close enough, that animal will come to you. Like, you call it, like, (laughs) and fucking owl lands, or like, and it's like whatever fucking bird that is. You know what I mean? And then it fucking shows up. And it's
1: just like every time I need these fucking animal skins to do this thing, it's like go to this area and you can find owls. And I go there, and there's like four thousand bighorn sheep. Oh, man. but there's one fucking owl. And yeah. then as soon as I look at it, it flies away. Yeah.
0: There's always like some sort of weird moose or ram or pig walking around, but you can never find the ones you need to build your pouches up. All yeah. right. Anyways. Yeah. I think you got You got to upgrade three pouches to get that trophy. And I've only done one. So I need to fully upgrade three pouches. You have, have think, to fully right? upgrade them or just upgrade them one time. Oh, if you've only got upgraded one time, I should have it
1: by now. Cause oh, I've fuck, upgraded Fuck, I'm so them all. far from that at trophy one.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's, let's close this off. Enough about Horizon. Hey, this has been episode 217 of PS This Is Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our show on YouTube. Make sure you uh, share it with your friends. Leave comments. Write us at psisawesome@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about the Max Payne remakes. If you're a Max Payne fan, let us know what you think about the upcoming Tomb Raider game. Should it be a continuation of the first three or should it be a fresh restart? And uh, are you still playing PSVR out there? Anybody? Anybody diving into that shit at this point? Let us know. Anyways, thanks. And we'll talk to you later. So like Yakuza, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Yoga Master. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.